Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Stephanie Dodson, former driver and current announcer for the series, and I'm joined by Rod Ort, Regional Director. Coming up on this show, we'll review last week's winners in neighboring series, highlight some PA Sprint Series drivers, and talk with second-generation race saver driver Dylan Schatzer and the director of the Laurel Highlands Sprint Series, Robbie Barchi. Welcome to the show. To start, we always like to recap what happened last weekend at the Race Saver races. Uh, Rod, um, who won where? Well, last week uh, we started out at uh, at Laurel Highlands, had a race at Bedford under threatening weather. They just ran a feature race with with Robbie Barchi picking up the the win there. We hear he he just got out and went. So pretty impressive for uh, Robbie Barchi to pick up the win there at Bedford. Um, uh, Virginia Sprint Series and Laurel Highlands got again, together again on uh, Saturday at Hagerstown with uh, Dylan Schatzer picking up the win there. And we're going to be talking to Dylan just a little bit later on. Um, our race uh, at Port Royal on Saturday night, uh, Nick Swigert, Nitro Nick, got to make up for uh, getting, uh, getting out of the race last week. Uh, he got out uh, pole position there and, and picked up the win um uh at at port royal looked real good and uh down in carolina uh lance moss picked up a win at harris speedway um unfortunately looked like a they tore up some cars uh and and you know you're you're just gonna have nights like that i think we've all you know we've all had uh nights where it just didn't seem like you know anything goes right but um and it usually happens a couple of weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, mass uh, mass isn't up and running yet. We we hope to talk to them and and uh, and find out what's going on there. I think they're getting ready to start soon in Allegheny. I think uh, Allegheny Sprint Tour looks to looks to get underway at at Mercer. I think this weekend. So nothing uh, there that I know of last week. Okay. Yeah, that was um, an impressive run by Nitro Nick at Port. I. Uh, he corrected me in victory lane there. He said that uh, he got second in Port Royals uh, championship last year. And so I know he likes Port. I think it was his third win there overall. Um, but we had some other strong runners at Port Royal this weekend. Um, Larry McVeigh has been running strong. Uh, he won his heat race, I believe, at Port. And then he also finished fourth in the feature. Uh, Jake Fry, we talked about him in the last podcast, how he was leading at Path Valley uh, before getting collected in a spinning car. And uh, another another tough break for him at Port. He was running a strong third, I think, battling for third and um, coming around for the, or maybe it was fourth or fifth. I don't remember. I don't, you can correct me, Rod. I don't really remember, but I know he was in the top five and coming around on that last lap, um, he just got a little out of shape and tagged the wall and ended up nursing it around to the finish line. Um, oh yeah, he was going to finish third and um, he nursed it around to the finish line, I think for an official finish of seventh. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I saw, you know, yeah, you know, there he is having another good finish and 
I turned my head and he's dragging along the guardrail and just, you know, your, your heart breaks for those guys. Yeah. He really, um, tough break for him. Uh, Aaron Statler, another strong run for her. She won her heat race again. Um, Devin Adams finally finished a race. So that was a success in the books for them. Uh, this season has started off kind of challenging for them with different mechanical issues, but in the feature it went from 23rd up to 13th. Um, also, Garrett Bard, second place finisher, went from, came from 10th, and Dave Group came from 11th um, up to third, and Doug Dotson then collected the Penns Valley Meat Market um, Hard Charger Award uh, by coming from 18th up to 6th. And Rod, I don't know if you've gotten to try some of that Penns Valley Meat Market stuff yet, but it's usually, uh, the, the plate of goodies is usually gone through by the time um, you come through up there. Yeah, I saw the picture and I, I did get up uh, to get a little bit of that uh, this week. And uh, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. They, um, they sponsor the race and they feed the, the feed the booth too. That's pretty neat. Yeah, well, and the Port Royal um, Speedway employees up in the tower said, yeah, we really like when the PA Sprint Series comes in because Penn's Valley sponsors, sponsors us. And so when we come to town, everybody in the tower gets some of the Penn's Valley Meat Market goodies. So anybody who's listening can check them out on Facebook. They, they post their weekly specials on Facebook all the time. And they're our, our sponsor at Port Royal. And they also stepped it up again this year with that Hard Charger Award. So, um, all right. Well, Rod, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Dylan Schatz are winning at uh, Hagerstown this week. So let's go talk to Dylan. All right. Rod and I are here with driver Dylan Schatzer out of Hagerstown, Maryland. Dylan, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Dylan, you had quite a weekend uh, this past weekend. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, yeah, we had a pretty good weekend. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to get either race in due to the weather. It looked pretty bad, but fortunately we got it in uh, Friday night at Bedford and we started, they actually didn't run heat races. They just did the program right through and they did two sets of warm ups for each class. And then wherever, whatever pill you drew is where you started in the feature. So we got a good pill, started sixth and ran to third. And then Saturday night was just another night where it went our way. Drew a good pill, started on the pole, and was, I think we drew a four for the inversion, and then we just got to lead on the first lap and never looked back. I don't know who I'm quoting, but somebody said, uh, they said you, you won warm-ups, you beat everybody to the hot dog stand, you just had a clean sweep Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> how, how was that in front of a hometown crowd? Was that your first one there? Yeah, I only ran there one time before two years ago and they had like 50 cars. So it was it was cool because a lot of my friends that I played sports with growing up and um, like my family and some of our family friends were able to come out, which most of the time we drive hour 45, two and a half hours to go everywhere we race. So we had a nice 10 minute drive from our house and everyone got to come out. And so we had a big picture in victory lane, probably 20 something people there. So it was really cool for us. That sounds yep. awesome. I'm really, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, that they, they got the, got that race in Saturday. Um, a, a little, a little light on car count, but with a, with a questionable weather there, I can kind of understand that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm real happy that we're, uh, you know, race savers down at, at Hagerstown and, and uh, hopefully, 
you know, they continue to schedule some races and get some opportunities. It's been a weird year, but, um, you know, guys like uh, Hendershot and you and, and some of the other, you know, uh, locals down there getting an opportunity to, you know, get a, get a race at a track they're real familiar with and have some history. So that's neat. Well, um, and Dylan, you've been running, you've run with at least three different series so far, right? So you were in Pennsylvania and then uh, Friday at Bedford was uh, Laurel Highlands, right? And then um, how about, and then, well, Hagerstown, I guess, was Virginia Sprint Series, but you also had another win down there. Uh, Dixieland, was that your first time at Dixieland? Yeah, that was our first time going down. And um, there was really nowhere else for us to go at that point. It was still kind of up in the air what we wanted to do. So we decided why not make a five-and-a-half-hour tow down. And, you know, it was a really, really good time. It was another night that went our way, started up front. And it was in front of a packed house. There was nobody was worried about the coronavirus there. It was the stands were packed. Oh, that's good. What? How big of a track is uh, is Dixieland? Um, I think it's probably between like Trailways and Susky in size. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I would agree. I ran a midget there once. I would agree. Oh, cool. That'd yeah. be a fun track to run a midget on. Yeah, so, yeah, it was. So I'm I'm curious about uh, uh, Friday night with uh, this uh, Robbie Barchi guy. Um, how, how about that uh, series director down there? Uh, be, beats everybody. I bet you he was pretty happy. Did you get to say hi to Robbie after picking yeah, up the win? I talked to him for a little bit. He was he was pretty excited. He was just checked out. Nobody had anything for him. Oh, that's great. You know, every once in a while, uh, it's, it's good to just check out, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I heard, I heard at Hagerstown that, um, that you, you got around Scott Lutz on the outside. Somebody uh, just told me tonight you passed Scott Lutz. I mean, that's no easy task. He's good at Hagerstown. Yeah. We started fourth and both cars in the front row kind of moved down the track right on the start and I had a good start and, by the time we got into turn one, the outside lane was wide open. So I just went up there and got by him. And my dad said after the races or, or in the shop last night, actually, that he wished we would have slowed down. So I was running the top every lap. And I, it was heavy because it was rainy. So it was like flat foot around the place. And, you know, a couple of times I got over the cushion and scared him and stuff. Yeah, as, as a car owner, I can tell you that the high groove is a, a bit perilous to watch. Uh, it might be. Might be fun while you're racing, you know. You're you're young, what the heck? But uh, you know, you're watching your buggy go around that that high groove and the marbles uh, gets gets a little nerve wracking, especially for for old dad. Well, yeah. So dad always drove. When did you take over the driving duties? Um, in 2015, I was 14, and we had our first practice session at Bedford, and I think I only made it eight laps before I hit the fence and destroyed the car. <laughs> wow so you never raced anything before you ran a race saver sprint i ran go-karts from i guess six to 14 oh, so okay. we went all over the east coast running those too mm -hmm. so it's still a family affair though i saw your grandfather was at hagerstown as well yeah i think he hasn't missed a race in i don't know how long but he decided to stay home from dixieland unfortunately oh. so he wasn't there so we had to make up for it at hagerstown get his picture taken Right, you got yeah. him in victory lane. 
Well, well yeah, Ray, Ray Saber's certainly been uh, part of the history. I mean, your dad started, uh, I'm not even sure. He raced early days when I was racing. He may have even started before, before me. But um, I, I think this is another good example where, you know, your dad, Dusty, um, uh, you know, had a, had a lot of fun, a good career with Ray Saber and, and won some races in, in his time. And now, you know, having that opportunity to, to pass that along, you know, down to the family to his son and, and to um, enjoy Victory Lane uh, with you and, and Grandpa and everybody, I'm sure that, you know, it's just another chapter of Ray Saber giving, giving people an opportunity to win. How many, how many wins do you have, uh, Dylan? Uh, that was my fourth Saturday. Oh, nice. Where were your other two at? Uh, I got one at Dog Hollow last year and then one at Heston last year. Wow. Very Quite cool. a variety. You're, yeah. uh, you're, you're racking them up everywhere. Do, yeah. do, all these, uh, do all these wins now pretty much solidify that uh, dad is retired? I think so. <laughs> he always says he has a seat up in the Raptors in the shop, and every year I tell him to take it to the flea market and sell it. <laughs> It's, when hard to, oh, go it's hard ahead. to give up that seat. I got a, I got an extra wide seat hanging on in our garage too. <laughs> I still have mine. Yeah. It's like you hold on to it with hopes that you'll get back in it. Yeah, um, you could tell your friends you still have, drive a race car, even though it's a seat in the attic. You know. Yeah, Dylan, you had a pretty serious um, automobile accident back in April 2019. Um, you know, was there ever an, a thought that you might not be able to race again because of that? Um, I don't, at first there might've been like my dad and my mom really didn't think so. And like I was in the hospital for 10 days and I don't really remember much of my time in there. But once I, I got moved out of the like intensive care part and they like had me up walking around, I knew that it was going to be okay. And that hopefully later in that year, which we did get out, that we would get out. That's amazing. Do you have to take any special precautions or any special safety equipment because of that accident? Nope, everything's the same. Pretty amazing. Uh, there were uh, quite a bit of people that kind of pitched in and were pulling for you at that time. I know. Um, yeah, we sold stickers at the track. Somebody made yeah. stickers and then we were selling them. Some of the yeah, guys. I saw that. My dad showed me that. Um, I think when I was in the hospital, either that on the way home, that was, it was really cool to see like actually being a part of the community and the people that are in it pulling together rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely encouraging to see all the things that a lot of other people did. Um, you know, we, we, you know, participated, but, uh, was initiated by some other people. So, well, now, good. We're, what's the rest of your summer looking like? Uh, we're going to get out as many more times as we can. I think we looked at the calendar last night, and I think there's six or seven more shows we can make before I have to go back to school. So I saw um, I saw on Facebook that you were, I guess, thinking about going to Port Royal, but then there was a graduation on Monday. Uh, was that your graduation or somebody else in your family? Graduation? It was um, – was Oh, well, my dad had to work actually. Oh, oh, okay. So, are you you're in college? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, okay. he works as a janitor at the high school I graduated from. Oh, gotcha. Up the graduation and it was at nine a.m. on Monday morning. So okay. I just me and my buddy that comes to the race with us all the time, Logan Jones. 
we drove up and just st uh, sat in the stands and watched. Nice. Oh, okay. So, okay, so only six races until you go back to school. This summer flew by. Yep, it did. What are you going to school for and where? Uh, St. Mary's College of Maryland. It's in Southern Maryland. Um, I just declared my major after the semester ended uh, this spring for sociology, and then I'm going to do an education minor. Nice. So Think about becoming a teacher like my mom. And I also play lacrosse there. Oh, you're playing there too. Wow, you're busy. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Well, do you think that you, will you will you have a season uh, due to due to all this? Is there? Uh, I think so. I don't know if the, like we have a fall ball because we play in the spring, but we have like a fall season that's about a month long. And I don't know. We haven't heard from coach yet if that, that's going to be affected or modified. But we just got an email yesterday that we're going back to school August seventeenth. So. Well, I guess that's good. Um, you know, it'd be nice if they could delay it a little more, extend your racing season, maybe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you're off to a good start. I mean, two race, two wins, and only what four races so far? Or something like that. I think that was our fifth one Saturday. Okay. Yeah, and Not a third. Yep. Awesome. All right, Rod. Do you have any other questions for Dylan? No, I think uh, think that's pretty good. It's great, uh, great to have you on here, and um, uh, excited for the beginning of your season so far. I know it's going to be an abbreviated season, but mm -hmm. um, look forward to hearing more from you and and uh, all uh, the the other regions that you've been traveling to, and certainly look forward to seeing uh, the whole family when you guys are able to get back up to some of our races. We'll be at we'll be at Lincoln on the fourth. Okay. That's going to be our next – I'm going to the beach this weekend with some friends, and so we're taking a weekend off, and our next one will be Lincoln on the 4th. Cool. Nothing nice. wrong with that. You're all over the place. Yeah. We try to travel as much as we can because when we, we traveled in carts, and we started to get a lot better once we traveled, and we just go places that's best for us, and it's fun to travel around, get better, learn Absolutely. new and stuff. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. Well, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Well, that was a fun interview with Dylan Schatzer. Very different than our episode four guest, uh, Darren Bullock, who was probably racing Race Saver Sprints uh, before Dylan Schatzer was even born. Um, we actually have another guest coming up on the show. But before we go talk with them today, unfortunately, we learned of some sad news. Uh, and so Rod is going to share. Yeah, we had some sad news today. Uh, we learned the passing of uh, Curtis Hershey. We don't know a lot of the details, um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Kurt passed uh, sometime today. Um, and uh, Kurt, not, you know, not only had engines with a lot of teams, um, but he was a good friend and helped helped a lot of them those teams out. I think that he was uh, one of the most organized and professional uh, engine builders in, in this area. Certainly, a lot of success, um, you know, beyond our uh, division. But uh, because of his efficiency, we had uh, an, an awful lot of teams that had his motors and raced well. Uh, his engines went all across the country. Uh, personal friends with Tom Warwick for years, uh, taking the engines up there, and and also, obviously with uh, Dave doing the tech. So, 
Um, real loss for us with uh, Curtis Hershey, uh, you know, uh, prayers for his family and, and all his friends. I'm sure we'll be talking about Curtis more. Absolutely. A huge loss for the racing family and we send our condolences to his family. Okay, we have a second guest tonight, Robbie Barchi, director of the Laurel Highland Sprint Series. Uh, they just completed a doubleheader weekend with Bedford Friday, uh, with Barchi picking up the win, actually, and then on to Hagerstown. So, Robbie, welcome to the show, and congratulations. Oh, thanks for having me, all. Thanks for having me. That must have been pretty exciting to get a win the first weekend back out. Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was raining when we arrived. And um, really thank Bedford for, you know, waiting it out. I know they've been wanting to race down there and get us down in there. So um, we was really late getting going. They actually didn't even run heat races. We ran two sets of hot lap sessions and then went right into the feature. So I pulled a great pill and me and John Walp started up front and was just able to, um, you know, keep it up there. But it was always uh, – yeah, it's nice to get a win every once in a while, so I'll take it. Yeah, that's great. Um, everybody said you got out there and and you were you were just sailing. I, I know I talked to uh, I talked to Logan Wagner because uh, um, I think him and Richie were both helping Walp out, and um, and I said, what uh, you know, you're you got uh, both of you helping out there, and you can't catch Barchi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, he just he checked out, so yeah. um, you know good competition there great to see had a win um this weekend uh, finally starting up at clinton county um uh some some change of of not necessarily ownership but kind of how things are being run up there so it looks like a kind of a new beginning there um how how you how you feeling going into clinton county uh good uh, i know jason um very uh, energetic fellow as far as um, you know, keeping the sprint cars going and keeping Clinton County going. So he's really offering a pretty big program up there, um, uh, wanting you know to uh, do good things for the race saver uh, groups. So um, we're all on board and look forward to finally getting to go up there. And um, yeah, all that all that is looking good. I know they've been kind of uh, holding out just with the uh, COVID and the fair board and there's been a lot of a lot of frustration and waiting up there so we're anxious to get going. Yeah and our conversation um, sounded like he was really enthusiastic about race saver about establishing the sprint car division up there and doing well with it um, you know sticking with the kind of guidelines that we're, we're trying to you know keep for the racers and stuff so um, uh, some positive news there obviously uh with with covid and some other situations you you've lost a few tracks um we're, we're pretty sure that heston's going to be okay for next year but you we we've lost heston for this year correct um yep yep that is correct and um dog hollow speedway was another one that was kind of unfortunate um uh the promoter um who was leasing dog hollow he he um, had a little change of direction. And so um, with Heston coming off the schedule, we, I mean, we had uh, 12 or 13 shows scheduled for Heston. That was, it was really um, going to be neat for us this year to do that. So 
it is what it is. Um, Heston, I know they're looking forward to 2020 ending here and starting fresh for next year. So that's a good, I mean, that's a good thought. So Laurel Highlands, um, we're going to hold tight. Um, we have several shows at Clinton County. Uh, we have several more down at, um, uh, let's see here. Cumberland, one of, uh, yeah, the end of October is Cumberland. Then we've got a couple more down at Bedford and Hidden Valley, which is uh, up in Clearfield. They're having a sprint spectacular August 15th that uh, they're looking uh, forward to. So I think we have 13 shows left, and we're going to see if anything gets added. I know Latrobe Speedway, they're having some issues right now, so that got postponed. And we're just holding tight. So I appreciate everybody's patience and um, just everybody's affected by it. So I think it's a better understanding. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I hope that people realize, you know, you and I talk all the time and, that uh, you know, we try to work together. Our goal is that the racers have a, a place close to home to race and try to work out the schedule that way. Um, Heston was going to be a challenge, but I think that there are just so many race cars and that, um, Heston was so um, uh, popular with a lot of them that uh, we would have had a good split anyhow. Um, so, you know, we'll get through the rest of summer. I, I'm excited that we're going to be at Bedford at least once there with you, and I think Labor Day weekend. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, if we can uh, join up on another date where we can encourage our teams to get out there to Bedford because, um, again, they're doing a good job. Uh, Joe, uh, I think, is is all in and i'm glad they got your show in on uh on on saturday on friday night so that you could you could steal that win there um yeah. and uh get that out of the way for you um so uh, looking forward to uh a, a good summer um and working together with laurel highlands um for the rest of summer and uh, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show today and, and giving yeah. us a little insight and yep, absolutely. Uh, you pick up a couple more wins and we'll be maybe talking to you again. All right. All right, y'all. So. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yep. 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 Thanks. Thanks Thank Robbie. You. All right. Have a good, Bye. have a good night. Thanks. All right. You too. See ya. Bye. To close out the show, Rod and I always like to discuss what's coming up this weekend racing-wise and also what's coming up next podcast-wise. So, uh, Rod, coming up this weekend, uh, the PA Sprint Series will be at BAPS on Saturday. And, and I, I know a lot of drivers are looking forward to that because we have a couple guys that only run BAPS. Like, I'm thinking maybe we'll see Brant Cook and Billy Nye come out. Yeah. Yes, it's June, and we're finally going to BAPS. Can you believe yeah. it? Almost July. And then uh, Sunday, we'll have our third show at Sealands Grove. Um, in the other regions, Laurel Highland Sprint Series will be at Clinton County on Friday, and Allegheny Sprint Tour will be at Mercer on Saturday. And, Rod, I see that there's something else special on our schedule now. Yeah, we're going to be adding, putting the final touches on uh, an additional show with Clinton County opening this weekend. I did get an opportunity to talk to Jason McCann up at uh, Clinton County, and uh, they're putting together a revival of a very special race that they've had in the past, a, a Nittany race that they, they like to do. But this is going to be 
a purse very similar to the, our Keystone Race Saver Challenge, a big, uh, a big race that they're trying to plan uh, to showcase Race Saver up there at Clinton County Speedway. Um, and uh, so we look to uh, get together with Robbie and those other regions for, for that on September the 19th. We'll be adding that to our schedule as soon as we get that agreement over to, to Jason. Um, and then beyond that, uh, uh, hoping to, looking forward to a long list, of, it seemed like it's getting longer list of guests we'd love to get on here. We still like to talk to Ryan Lynn, um, get in touch with the Wagners, see what's going on with Mass, maybe reaching out to, uh, uh, you know, Carolina Sprint Tour and, and uh, you know, last week's winner, we'd love to get uh, Nick Swaggart on here at some point. And the, the list just keeps going. Um, it looks like if we can uh, bang this thing out on Tuesday nights, um, we uh, can hopefully do it weekly for a while if our jobs will allow us. Um, so uh, uh, good future for the, for the podcast. We appreciate everybody that's listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcaster of choice. Um, we're now on iTunes and, and uh, several of uh, other uh, podcatchers. So tell your friends, get them to subscribe. And uh, thanks for letting us come out to play.